This Colorado Buffs preview edition of the Sports Gambling Podcast is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia for boosted same game parlays to live in game odds. WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $100, get $100 at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WYNNBET. State restrictions apply. Hey, this is Larry the Cable Guy, and you're listening to SGPN. Let it run and get her done. Everyone to the sports gambling podcast. I'm Sean, second the money green with my partner in picks, Ryan. Real money, Kramer. What's happening, Kramer? Dog. I, I know CJ just borrows this space, but I feel like we should start referencing it as the box. <laughs> yes, you, Colby, uh, are here in the box. Colby Dan, of course. When we ever we talk college football, college basketball, from the college basketball and college football experience, Colby Dan, aka the Dantabase. What's up, Colby? Oh, I mean, I'm wearing the Colorado jersey. I'm looking like I, you know, it's a little puffy on me. I feel yeah. like, but I'm super excited Col- to have this guest on. Colby said, "I'm yeah. not too fanboy, right?" I'm not. Yeah, I'm not. Uh, <laughs> he is. He is rocking the Buffs jersey. We have a very special guest joining us in just a second. Before we get to that, of course, shout out to WinBet SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/WinBet. Oh, head over there, bet a hundred dollars, get a hundred dollar free bet. Of course, they're in the great state of Colorado, and if you're looking to get down on the uh, Colorado Buffs football program, basketball, so many ways to win. SportsGamblingPodcast.com/slash/WinBet. Offer subject to change. Terms and conditions at WinBet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state where a playthrough win bet is available. If you're someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1 800 522 4700. Joining us on the line, he is the voice of the Colorado Buffaloes, Mr. Mark Johnson. Mark, thank you so much for calling in. Hey, it's good to be on with you guys. I tell you what, man, any show that opens up with Larry the Cable Guy, I'm feeling right at home. Man. That's, <laughs> that's, that's good. That's, pre- well, that's pretty redneck right there. I'm yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, we were a little worried because obviously he's a big Nebraska guy, and then you're a Colorado <laughs> Buffs guy. Might get the rivalry going again. Well, I, I understand that, and, and he won't. I, I won't agree on that. But uh, yeah, listen, um, I, I'm not really a black tie and you know cheese and wine sort of a guy. I'm, I'm more on the redneck side. Oh so yeah. I kind of well, or the cable guy does. I, I mean, the last time, last time I had Mark on the show, uh, he had just came in, and, and I don't remember the number, but you, you were like, "Hey, I, I just, you know, I feel like you were moving cattle, but perhaps I, I, something, <laughs> right. something to the effect there." I just, I just, knew, I was like, "Man, this guy's a, like, he's a real man. This is like the Marbo Man here, and I, I'm sitting over here. Uh, how's, how's that going?" Oh, good. Yeah, yeah. That was I was just helping a buddy of mine move his herd. We had about 500 head of cattle. We had to move them 12 miles, and it was freezing cold. It was one of those, you know, awful eastern Colorado kind of days where the wind's flying through. So I do that kind of stuff. I'm just helping guys out on a regular basis. And I get a team rope and, and do all that kind of stuff, hunting fish. Well, so well, I, yeah, I, I'm, I'm later the cable guy kind of guy. I'm, I'm not <laughs> fitting in right because yeah. normally because I'm an Eagles fan and and Ryan's a Giants fan in the NFL, and we hate Cowboys. But I think we got to make an exception for an actual cowboy. <laughs> Well, I was going to say, my, I my, yeah. I, when I got to ask people, I ask me, are you a real cowboy? And I said, well, 
I'm less cowboy than Chris Ledoux, but I'm more cowboy than a guy from the village people. So that's <laughs> there you go. It's a good, good middle ground to hit. Yeah. Got a lot of village people down here. I mean, I, yeah, I was going to say I'm, I'm, I'm irritated when I got to help the neighbor, like uh, roll his trash can in from the curb. You're, you're moving a herd of cattle. That's yeah. I'm dealing with the wiper blade issue. So we're probably coming from different, uh, different issues uh, as far oh, as like uh, technical stuff there. Let's just hop right in. Obviously there's a ton of excitement. Uh, around the Colorado uh, football team with the announcement that Deion Sanders wow. is coming in as a head coach. He's uh, obviously bringing his son over a bunch of transfers. It seems like it's going to be a, a, a huge step for the program. Just walk us through the, uh, the pulse there in uh, Boulder, Colorado for the football team. Well, first of all, I, I've got to correct you. We have to call him coach prime. Oh yeah. So sorry. Coach prime. Yeah. Yeah. Coach prime is, is now on board guys. It really is kind of stupid. I mean, and, and I, I say that uh, in, in the most positive way, what has happened with this program? We've gone from, you know, a one and 11 season when we were essentially not competitive at all, virtually every, every single ball game to being the most irrelevant football team in America. Now to being the most maybe relevant football team in America, simply because of his presence. I've been saying all along, we didn't hire a coach. We hired a celebrity who coaches, and, and you guys have probably seen it today on social media. Apparently, he's on a cover of GQ now. Yeah. And, uh, you know, <laughs> should have got all... you on there as well. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, we dress a little bit differently. <laughs> Not surprisingly. So it, it's really crazy what's happened, though, because, you know, he's, there's always excitement when you get a new coach. But you bring Coach Prime in, and he comes in here. He's got his own social media people. He's got the documentary right now on, on Prime Video, I guess it is. I mean, he comes rolling in here, and it's like a hurricane hit Boulder and ticket sales and recruiting, obviously, which you guys follow um, endorsements, uh, sponsorships, uh, donations are just through the roof right now. And, and buff nation is just buzzing. I mean, it's one of the craziest things I've ever seen. I mean, it's been a long time coming. Uh, you, you know, Mark, I, I, I grew up a Buffs fan. The eighties sure. and nineties. I mean, I want to say they had over a decade of being ranked every single year. Only three losing seasons in twenty years. Heisman Trophy winners, you know, uh, Butkus yep. Award winners. All this, and and it's been some tough years. So this this is long overdue. I couldn't uh, wait when th when they were speculating that this could happen. I I was almost uh, not believing that this we could really land Dion. How about you? Did you think this was going to happen? Well, when I first heard about it, you know, when you when you look at the surface of it, you say to yourself. This doesn't make any sense. I mean, he's always been outside of playing for the 49ers. He's always been, you know, a Southern guy, you know, played uh, in Atlanta, right? We played the Dallas Cowboys. He's an FSU guy. And so there's always the, it was always connected to the South. It didn't make any sense to me. But then as time wore on about probably three weeks before the announcement came down, I'm talking with the administration and, you know, uh, very much an off the record conversation. I said, is this real? And they said, yeah, it's absolutely real. And and then I started hearing, Hey, I think we're going to get this thing done. So um, it, it really is an amazing thing. And Colorado is the only school power five school in America, you know, that actually made an offer to them. And so I got to credit a guy like Rick George, the athletic director, for kind of thinking outside the box and understanding where this program was and saying, who can we get in here that is going to totally turn this thing around overnight. And he might have found the one guy. Somebody once I was doing a show at ESPN, and they said to me, and because I, I said Deion Sanders is a, a one of one. There's only one Deion Sanders in the world. And they said, you really don't think there's anybody else they could have hired, you know, to make this kind of buzz? And I said, well, you know, maybe if Oprah decided to start coaching, I don't know. But I'm thinking, <laughs> you know, I mean, there aren't many people on the face of the earth you can hire to do this where you'd have this kind of influx of energy and attention. All right, that's why I say he's one of one.
Yeah, no, it's it's certainly and especially with college football and college basketball with the NIL with like having to recruit constantly with the transfer portal, it's almost become two jobs. One like the X's and O's and actually executing it, and then two, getting the kids there and keeping the kids there. And he seems uniquely qualified for both, at least especially early on. Is there is there even a, a concern right now? Like there's so much hype, there's so much attention coming in. Like it, it, it's weird to be in, in a program. I think where the bar is set so high, right? Yeah, well, that question. I mean, you think to yourself, and again, we're, we're going to see on a Monday night here. We're going to see an actual championship game where you had TCU turn things around, you know, spectacularly. Uh, we saw what, what Tulane did, right? Turning around, winning what two games a year ago, and then beating USC in their bowl game. And so you do see these great turnarounds. But where Colorado was this past season. And, and what the the speculation is about this upcoming year? You know, I saw one of the one of the uh, sports book sites out there setting over under four and a half. Now, that's a spectacular difference between what Colorado fans are thinking right now, and at least <laughs> what, what what one entity in Vegas is thinking that you're going to see from Colorado. And so, I'm I'm fascinated to see how this whole thing unfolds moving forward. Now, what he's doing recruiting wise, and what we're seeing in the transfer portal and and the traditional recruiting has really been spectacular. And it'll be interesting to see if he's able to make a, you know, one of those kind of massive turnarounds like we've seen from a few programs. Yeah. I mean, I, I just can't believe that we're, well, we, just, we, we were, we've jokingly been saying it's going to be hilarious when Deion Sanders is the guy to fix college football and to Sean's point <laughs> earlier, the, the unique he's uniquely equipped for it because he's one of the, we were, Colby and I were just playing this game before the show, but He's one of the few guys that can actually say, I've been down the path, elite athlete. I understand what it takes to get to the next level. And I understand what, like what you have to put in to achieve the very top because he was there Uh, that all of that being said, I was a little, a little shocked to find out he was terrified of bison, AKA Buffalo. (laughs) I I saw he had an issue with Ralphie and, and how he's a little scared to be on the same field with a Buffalo. I've been pounding the table for the Buffalo Bison converse. Do we do we just completely ignore the fact that it's a Bison and call it a Buffalo? Because I'm on board to do that. I just I just want to understand. Uh, what R- the- Ryan's really hung up on this issue, Mark. Any help? Well, I'll tell you what, and you guys may or may not know this. I'm a North Dakota native, right? We just saw North Dakota State lose the FCS oh, yeah, championship yesterday, and they're the Bison. Okay, so that's all I knew growing up. Uh, and then when I'm out at Syracuse and I get this job, and obviously I know who the Colorado Buffaloes were. Yeah, I'm 100% Buffalo right now, even though I know I know technically uh, the Buffalo is supposed to apply to the water Buffalo over in Africa or wherever it is. I don't even know to be honest with you. So, so I understand that. Well, somebody along the way, when they got here to this continent, said, you know, they kind of look like a buffalo with the name stuck. So I'm going with it. Right? Fair I, enough. I like Amen. it. I like it. No, you, you <laughs> mentioned you mentioned we were talking kind of expectations. You mentioned the win total of four and a half. It, it's weird. I mean, it, you're coming from a one and eleven team. If he goes six and six, that feels like uh, what I would deem as a successful season for the football program, turning it around that quickly. But I feel like if I'm a Colorado Buffs, just diehard fan living there at the school, I'm thinking undefeated season. Um, are you are you worried about kind of to that point where what the fans want and what may be even a really good season, but it it, it it's going to be tough to do it all in one year, right? No, no I agree, and, and that's why you know if if the reality next year. And the performance is not what the expectation was. 
I mean, I want you guys to take old Sharp Object away from, from, from Colby. I mean, you know, who knows what's, what's going to happen with Buff fans out there? Because right now, Buff Nation has has drunk the Kool-Aid, man. I mean, they are in this thing 100%. Uh, you know, I, I saw where, where Fox Sports or somebody put out that Shadura Sanders may be the favorite for the Heisman next year. Yeah. You know, I, I, think he's, I think he's a phenomenal player. I want to see him play at this level a little bit and kind of see what he's able to do and what kind of players, you know, Coach Prime is going to bring in. So, yeah, it, it's a fascinating deal we're dealing with right now. What's reality? What's a legitimate expectation? And then there's just off the charts that, you know, in Buff Nation right now, if we're not 11-1 and or 12-0 and and playing, you know, on a Monday night next year, it's going to be a total failure. And I, I think the reality is probably going to be somewhere in between. I'm happy 6-6, six and six, but the season opener in Boulder is against the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Oh, yeah. After that, it's Colorado State. Take care of those two. And then yeah. I don't even care what you do in year one. You're, right. you're, you're well, winning a lot of fans hey, over think about those this, We're, we're going to open up at TCU next year. Okay. Yeah. So we're in, in Fort Worth against a team that's playing for the national championship. Then you come home and you've got Nebraska. You want to talk about fans that are just off the, you know, off reality when <laughs> yeah, it comes exactly. to expectations of their program. <laughs> and, and, and right now they're going to be excited because they've got Matt Rule. And Matt Rule's a hell of a, a college football coach. And so, you know, what talk about a collision course on some, what is it, September 9th next year at, at Folsom Field. I'm not sure that building's going to be able to hold what's going to happen on a game like that. And that's Deion's first home game, as, as Colby points out. The career arc of Deion Sanders and Matt Rule couldn't be much different right now. One's got some flames <laughs> next to him. One one is a uh, ice. Well, I do like how Mark pointed out very good college that's, football coach. He's a good nag. Um, yeah. And and obviously he's coming back to or coming back or coming back to college, getting back to the. Uh, that was pre-transfer portal though. We'll see how he can build a program over. Well, there. and and yeah, it is it is it's a completely different thing, and and it does seem like maybe some old school. We've seen a, a number of notable uh, college basketball coaches uh, retire here, possibly because of the NIL and transfer portal and that kind of stuff. What uh, what sort of impact do you think uh, Coach Prime has? Obviously on the school itself, but also on the basketball uh, team, which obviously you do play by play for. Because I could imagine if it becomes a big destination for football, the basketball program might get some spillover to that, right? Am I am I misreading that? No, no, I, I think there might be something there. And and I don't know if you guys heard the quote by Tad Boyle after Prime got here. You know, somebody asked Tad about, and, and if you know Tad, Tad and I are, are, are very close and good friends. We've got kind of, kind of a similar way of looking at the world and kind of, you know, generally conservative kind of guys. And, and Tad Boyle, when asked about if Deion Sanders is prime time, what does that make you? And he said, well, if he's prime time, I'm kind of Comedy Central at 3 a.m., he said, but nobody's watching. So that's, that's the kind of guy Tad is. But I think there's something to what you're saying there. And if Colorado becomes a destination location, if there's a, a a hipness, a coolness to be here in Colorado, it's a great spot, as you guys well know. It's a beautiful, oh, it's a beautiful city, city. Uh, just phenomenal. And so, if it if it kind of gains that kind of reputation, I don't think you can help but see some of that spillover on the basketball. I, I do know this on our weekly television we we do show we do with the, the student athletes. I mean, all of them are just you know they're they're buzzing right now because you know Deion Sanders is on campus, and so. I do think there's going to be some spillover that kind of gets other programs. That that can't be a bad thing. I mean, they don't have a baseball team currently. I mean, Dion is he gonna is he gonna fix that? I mean, I know what Robert Redford used to play baseball for the Colorado Buffaloes, wow. huh? Hold well, he was the up. only guy who ever uh, what was it like played in an NFL game and a World Series. That's game. That's what I'm saying. saying. So you almost have a pressure to start the baseball program a little bit too. Any chance that well, happens? 
yeah, there, there's been a, there's been a push for that for a long time. You know, Colorado had baseball for a long time, as you point out, and and every year at some of our you know annual banquets we have for like the the Hall of Fame classes, you know, for putting people over baseball players in the Hall of Fame. There's always conversation about that, so uh, that uh, may be reignited. Yeah, with a great baseball player that's uh, now a town coach of football. You know, the ball flies further at altitude, Colby. <laughs> oh, oh yes, <laughs> I do, I do, and I, I hate to disrupt the the interview again with another uh, Bison slash Buffalo question, but I do have to ask this one too, because as, as myself, the closest I've ever gotten to a, a Buffalo slash Bison has been on Catalina Island in the wild, probably about 20 feet. And it was, it was pretty terrifying. I'm with coach prime there. So seeing as it's a mascot, have you ever had a chance to uh, touch it and, or how close have you gotten to a, a Buffalo in the wild? Uh, in the wild, uh, on, on horseback, I have been around them uh, too. And, and by the, by the way, they're, they're kind of, they're rough creatures. I mean, they're not warm and fuzzy, man. You don't want to go and uh, try and hug a buffalo, right? No. I mean, yeah, that, that, that's kind of the deal right there. But um, if, if you ever seen the movie uh, Lonesome Dove, and if you haven't, I'm disappointed in the three of you. If you haven't oh, I've seen, seen it. it. Okay, there's a great scene there where, where P and, and Gus are talking, and they're talking about chasing the buffalo, and, and P says, uh, you know, they're mean. They'll hook you. And so that, that's the kind of way it is for buffalo. <laughs> uh, there's, there's a reason, by the way. When they practice running Ralphie, and they do that on Friday nights many times before home games, they used to walk her across. They'd run her around the field and into that northwest corner into the, the pen there and then walk her across. Uh, she got a little rambunctious a few years ago, and a couple of people got hurt. So now they run her into a little uh, set of panels, and they walk her across the panels. So, uh, yeah, you don't want to be playing around too much with the Buffalo. Let's, I was about to say, Dion might have to ask you for some. T- if he's going to run with Ralphie, I think he might need to talk <laughs> oh, to Mark yeah. Johnson first. Say, oh. hey, that's the ultimate video. <laughs> Coach Prime. That's the interview. Meets, meets Ralphie. You with guys, Mark. yeah, out, you guys out in the oh. beautiful Colorado countryside on horseback conducting an interview. That would be. Well, have well you, first we got to get. Well, first we got to get Coach Prime on a horse. I'm not. Oh. If he's afraid of Ralphie, he might be afraid of a horse too. I don't know. But, yeah. yeah. Uh, so I think it might, gonna... might, might be best to keep Ralphie in the pen, have Coach Prime there, and, and then have uh, you know the Ralphie handlers explaining what what uh, Ralphie ease, ease him into it. Have you got a chance yet to uh, interview Coach Prime about the upcoming season and everything uh, that's happened so far? No, we haven't done anything. You know, normally, and, and I'm, I'm way too well versed. And getting used to new coaches coming in since yeah. I've been here 19 years in Colorado, <laughs> we've had way too many, and it generally works out like this: they come rolling in, and it's always at the end of the season. They're getting ready for recruiting, obviously, and I sit back for about a month and a half and just let them do their thing. And then after we get through that into February and basketballs wrapping up, then that's when I really get to do my interactions with with coaches. Now, with that being said. Deion Sanders, as I mentioned, is a celebrity. There's a little bit different. I'm not walking down the hallway and just sticking my head in like <laughs> knocking you know, like on the Gary door. Hey, what's going on? Walking right. Yeah, that ain't happening. There's a little bit of a different protocol when it comes to Deion Sanders. They'll have to learn to follow that. I, I still think we 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 got to get a forty a forty run between Ralphie and Dion. Oh, and, you yeah. know, I feel like that that'd be a nice little I mean, marketing. Look, if there's there. anyone, if there's an NFL, if there's a college or NFL head coach that could uh, mount a a Buffalo, it would be a guy who played in the Super Bowl. <laughs> And the World Series, uh, Mark. Uh, Colorado basketball, big yeah. big buff fan of basketball too. Love KJ Simpson. I think this team's very exciting. They're they're a little young, I feel like, but they beat the Tennessee Vols, who some people have as a Final Four team over in Tennessee, but yet they lose to Grambling and they lose to Cal Berkeley. I can't understand yeah. this team. Can you make it make sense? Can we make the NCAA tournament this year? 
Well, I think we can, um, and, and to, to explain them, I can't explain it. I mean, you know, that Cal game, and, and, and you know, the last two games since then, Colorado dominated Oregon and Oregon State, beat each of them by over 20 points, so, and was phenomenal defensively. That Cal game, uh, Thursday night, two nights earlier, we're in, in Palo Alto, and the Buffs don't play their best game, but play really well. K.J. Simpson's out of his mind, scores a pretty high 31 points. They win 73-70. And you're looking to uh, sweep a nice road swing to open up the, the home court stretch, if you will, of, of uh, Pac-12 you know, conference play. And then they go and lay an egg, and you could tell the first couple of you know, trips up and down the court. I'm like, this ain't happening. You could feel it. <laughs> I mean, Cal hits a couple of threes. The Buffs look like they're lost out there, and they're losing that game. Then come home and dominate the two Oregon schools. So, yeah, they're a little bit inconsistent, um, and, and it's a part of a learning process. Hopefully they've turned the corner. I think this team is good enough. And because of the schedule they played, their net number, despite that loss to Cal, still not awful. They're still sitting, I think, in the 60s right now. So they've got an opportunity. They've got some work to do down the stretch. They're going to have to, I think, have the opposite, the counter for that loss to Cal. You know, if they can beat UCLA, for example, this weekend coming up in L.A., or you beat Arizona down the road, so you can kind of counterbalance that loss to Cal, that would certainly help us. Well, and also, too, I mean, Cal has, you know, they were they were only a one-win team, I think, when they played them, but they have won uh, a few games since then, including beating Stanford outright by a pretty good margin. So maybe yeah, they, they did. By two, in fact, twenty-two. In fact, over Stanford. So there's some talent there. And listen, when you're around a bad team, uh, you know, a lot of times when you when you watch a team, you can see there might be some parts, especially in basketball. Uh, there might be some parts to that that team, and they go, okay, they're pretty talented in some respects, but they're missing a couple of areas. And then when the ball starts going in, you're hitting shots. Obviously, you can beat anybody. And you know, in this day and age of college basketball, I know it's cliche, but we always say it, everyone's got players. And, and that, that really is the truism of college basketball. And so they're capable of winning. Yet, with all that being said, still a really bad loss. Shouldn't happen. As always, uh, make sure you check out Underdog Fantasy, underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. Get a 100% deposit bonus up to $100. We just did another playoff best ball draft. They have super fun uh, weekly games for NFL for week 18. And of course, daily NBA and NHL tons of ways to win over at underdogfantasy.com. promo code S G P N as far as expectations, you know, kind of going back to the football team there, we've seen both Sonny Dykes, Lincoln Riley have success in, in that first year. Do you have something in mind already of like, Hey, this is what I imagine a successful buff season would look like coming up here in 2023. Well, well, being that we're walking into uncharted territory, I'm even afraid to speculate. I I have no concept of, of what may happen. Now, the one thing we do know about college football right now, and we've seen this with with the two teams you mentioned with TCU and, and the USC, it used to take four or five years to roll over a roster. Right in traditional college football, it was you're going to have to recruit your way out of it. You're not going to transfer out of it. Well, now the transfer portal. Uh, I, I think the last I saw it, I know the boss right now ranked number one in the transfer portal uh, class right now in the country. The last I saw, and I think there are 18 or 19 guys coming. And so, if you've got 18, I, I, I don't. By the way, I don't think Coach Prime's done yet. I think he had seven or eight guys in town this last weekend, so he wants to add to it. So let's say it ends up being 25 people in the transfer portal. All right, that's a pretty good chunk of your roster right there. And then you go out and if you're going to sign another 25 guys, all of a sudden you got 50 new players on a roster of about 100 guys. Well, you, you've rolled your roster over, and 
you can greatly upgrade a two deep and then go and take those individual pieces on the team, despite being one of 11 last year that were pretty talented. There was a handful of them. And you, you, you know, sprinkle those guys in. All of a sudden, you can be an entirely different football team with an entirely different system now, obviously, with a new staff coming in. So this whole thing could change very, very quickly. Now, what does that mean? Is that, can they go 10 and 2? Well, they've got a pretty daunting schedule when you look at it next year. I think the Pac-12 is going to be very good. I think oh, the yeah. Pac-12 is loaded with quarterbacks next season. And then you've got the non-conference slate, which we already talked about. That's a, that's a pretty hefty expectation if you want to see them be in that 9, 10, 11 win range. Yeah, they schedule. Yeah, I certainly think you can you can expect them to be a bowl team next year. That that's my hope. Yeah, Tri- that's trips a good goal. to Washington, trips to Pullman, trips to Salt Lake City, well, Eugene, like a lot of tough road. No, trips. and and to his point, Pac-12 looks stacked. I mean, next year for sure. I mean, they Colorado all, always schedules, in my opinion, a little too aggressively. Even <laughs> the, I mean, they have eleven Power Fives on the schedule, and the twelfth game is a rivalry game against Colorado State. No FCS teams. Even this past year, nine of the twelve teams they played on their schedule had nine wins or more. That's insane. Honorable people up there. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> Not scheduling <laughs> soft. Uh, well, Mark, appreciate you so much calling in. This was a lot of fun talking Buffs basketball, Buffs football. Of course, uh, give Mark a follow on Twitter at MJ Buffs Voice. Uh, before we let you go, Mark, we're taping this right before the national championship game. Would love to hear uh, what do you got? Who do you got winning? What do you, what do you think the score will be? Well, you know what? I'd like to say that because the Buffs opened up with TCU, and actually it was a hell of a game at halftime. Uh, and they went one direction and we went the other, of course, after that, but I'd like to say, well, I want TCU to win just because it helps Colorado look a little bit better with that schedule that Colby uh, just pointed out there a moment ago. I I'm hard pressed to see that they've been a phenomenal story, but I'm just not sure the Horn Frogs have got quite enough. to get over the hump on this one. So uh, I'm going Georgia in this one. Uh, I still think it'd be a pretty darn good football game today, but I'll, I'll go Georgia. You're asking me for a score. How about the. Uh, Something like 28 21 or thereabouts. Ooh, there all right. 28 21. TCU covers. Yep, covers and, and goes the under the total. All right. Like it. Well, appreciate you uh, calling in, Mark. That was a lot of fun. You bet, guys. Anytime. Take care. Thank all you. Right, take it easy. Yeah, that was awesome. And uh, super exciting for the program. Everything uh, they got going on there. And hopefully, uh, yeah, we got to make it out to. Uh, Got to make it out to Boulder and uh, watch the Buffs live. I mean, that's going to be appreciate awesome. him talking about Bison and Buffalo. Well, so. should we go out to watch the Buffs live, or should we herd some cattle with uh, with Mark Johnson? I want to do a little bit of both. I want I want to get on a steer. I will say this: you can make a forty-seven yard field goal. Can you? Can you? Uh, I will can say you this: lasso? I, 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 as you know, I've spent some time uh, on a dude ranch in the northern part of Colorado, <laughs> near the border of Wyoming. Okay. Uh, actually, spent some time with a dude who was fraternity brothers with Josh Allen at, at the University of Wyoming. Anyway, uh, riding a horse is something that you never get used to. It hurts. It's not comfortable. I think people that do it and do it well, their body is shaped that way, and or like because of generations of of, uh, of people sitting on horses, or they just tolerate it for long enough to where their body adjusts. It like you could be the best athlete in the world. Riding a horse is fucking hard. I could only imagine the terror. I re- we were taking a ride, and all of a sudden there were some bears off. To th- I'm terrified. I'm like, if this horse starts running, there's a, <laughs> there's a a coin flip that I'm falling off and about to be eaten by this bear. It's like hold on and pray. Well, I've done I've done horse riding a couple times where it's just like with Blob. 
Yeah, with Blob <laughs> on the beach in Costa Rica. Oh, well, yeah, beach riding versus like mountainous. No, like, no, no. Oh, okay. I, we're, we, you start on the beach and then you go up into the mountains and you're going up and oh. down and it's a little nerve wracking. <laughs> but then what the guy will do, he's like, Do you want to gallop with the horse? I'm like, All right. So he does this like whistle and then the horses start galloping. And when they're going, that's terrifying. When they're going full speed, you're like, All right, I'm holding on for my life. That's terrifying. It is, it's fun, yeah. but yeah, it's like, uh, that, man, you get thrown out that thing, you're in trouble. I've I've ridden on some fast vehicles before. That is the riding a horse going full speed is one of the more terrifying. Well, it wasn't even I, you know if they they probably had the training wheels on too. It was probably going like half speed, and I was fucking terrified. Forty-seven yard field goal or lasso lasso a uh, a uh, oh, what, what do they do on, there? I, a goat? We we just spent twenty thirty minutes talking to a real man. There's zero percent chance that I'm going to be able to lasso anything. <laughs> I can, 40, we'll, we'll be working on our lassoing skills. All right, uh, we got a ton of NFL picks, uh, pods, podcasts coming at you with the FFPC playoff challenge, playoff best ball. We are going to be coming to you live from Las Vegas for back-to-back NFL picks episode on Wednesday. Make sure you subscribe YouTube.com/slash Sports Gambling Podcast. Toss us a nice uh, rating review over on Apple Podcasts. Uh, and I, I just read uh, one of the last reviews. Hit me up, um, and we'll get you a sweet gift card there. So again. Thank you for participating in the Sports Gambling Podcast. For the Sports Gambling Podcast, I'm Sean Stacking the Money Green, and he is Ryan. Uh, go Buffaloes. Yeah. Kramer, let it ride.